thanks kathy for uh joining us um you work at the Cheeseboard collective which is a cooperative uh business and uh so it's a worker-owned company and um yeah i'd be i'm very interested in learning more about it so one of my first questions is uh how does uh how do you determine compensation we pay ourselves hourly and so everyone gets paid exactly the same amount of whether they started yesterday or they started 50 years ago although no one here is still 50 years on but um so that wage is the same for everyone and then when we're done with the year and we do the book and the profits that we haven't decided to retain for um, infrastructure, we distribute prorated per hour you work. So I could work 20 hours and you could work 40 hours. Uh, we get the same percentage of profits, but we, we would obviously make more because you work more. Yes. Okay, cool. And there's compensation in other ways, too. I mean, uh -huh. we have a healthcare system uh, where we you know, offer health insurance and dental insurance and we have bereavement pay and we have all kinds of different ways that we help, you know, the worker owner, you know, get, live their lives. And so the compensation isn't just simply financial. Yeah. I uh, saw in the documentary that you guys also uh, gave uh, health, healthcare benefits as well, which is, yeah, that's, that's healthcare. Fantastic. We have a 401k. We, uh, so do you match the 401k? To... Pardon me? Do you do the matching for 401k? Um, no, we give a certain percentage of profits at the, after the books are done, and that then that's prorated into everyone's. Oh wow! Kept, you know, at, at everyone's account, their you know their 401 account, and you can add your own, you can contribute your own, but it's not a matching um, system. Got it. Got it. So how do you determine the uh, hourly wage? Well, the, the interesting thing about a cooperative is, you know, you both the worker owner, so the, um, the, all the, and you're the manager as well. Right. And you wear all those hats, and then everything you do then is in dialogue with yourself, basically, right? Mm. So you have, there's only one pie of money, and that money can be, divided up any way that the group feels comfortable with. And so um, we decide, we look at that and the wage is this and the healthcare pieces are that and the, you know, all, all the kinds of things that go into our compensation package. How do we spend that money? We can just, we decide that ourselves. And what usually happens is, uh, you know, the, the money that's divided up to the group we call the patronage uh, that comes from profits uh, is um, an interesting piece because it is a, it's variable. Yes. And the wage is not variable. So as long as business is good, yeah, there's not a lot of pressure to to increase wage. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, got it. but the the government doesn't like to see the patronage outweigh wage. And so mm -hmm. we start to think about in terms of, well, um, what's the cost of living like now? Are people being able to live, you know, week to week on this paycheck that they're giving that's just wage? Mm 
Mm. Um, or do we need to bolster the wage and reduce the patronage? So that's sort of like a, a balancing act that we have. The thing about it is that um, patronage is uh, tax-less and uh, because you don't have an employment tax, you only have an employee tax. Like, I would have to pay tax on that money. That's money I earned, and I would pay tax on it, but the business doesn't pay tax on it. Got it. So the and idea is... I'm the business, uh-huh. I'm saving some money. So there's a little bit of an advantage to taking the money in patronage, but there's also yes. disadvantages, too, because when you're not paying an employment tax on it, then you're not paying into Social Security or Medicare or oh, right. other kinds of things like that. And, you know, as a... Social Security is an important piece, and you know you don't want to um, you don't want to starve that either. And um, the other problem with patronage is that it, it it rises and falls with your fortune, right? Your good or bad fortune. And when fortunes are good, it's really good. And wage <clears> is fixed. And the only time you take a wage cut is if you absolutely have to, you know. Oh, so um, I've not seen that. I've been here 25 years. A wage cut. I'm assuming that next year we'll look at a world will look a whole lot different when we look back at our books after the COVID shutdown because we've not, you know, we closed for two full months. Wow. So we'll yeah. see what happens. With so that. you guys didn't switch um, over like uh, during COVID, maybe to, to delivery, or was it takeout only, or how did you adapt? We um, we just closed completely. Oh wow! Okay. And um, June second, we opened uh, uh, for walk up uh, up front, walk up to the store and order something through the window, basically. And then we've been in the store. We're not serving um, any hot piece of pies at this time. It's just baked goods, a oh. limited selection, okay. cheese, and partially baked pizza. And then as more people come back to work. We'll add more items that we can, because we're trying to, we can only help so many people in this kind of slow way as they come and you're right. serving one person at a time. So, so have you been, we're trying to balance all that. Yeah. Uh, have you been able to take advantage of the government stimulus stuff? Um, we chose not to take a PPP loan right now. Um, we are deciding to do a different thing that comes around as a tax um, a tax credit at the other end of it because the PPP was so, you know, difficult to to maneuver. And um, right, because it's for employees, and if or I guess are are people it, defined? Uh huh. It it didn't that we were we're, we're considered employees. Like we're getting unemployment, we're getting okay. you know the six hundred okay. federal thing. But um, the thing was is that we were in a really fairly good position because. There was a group of us that were really worried about earthquakes and then potentially fires. And so mm-hmm. we had already started to reserve. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. You, you know, we had some reserves, <laughs> but they're not, you know, it, they only last so long. And so that's, mm. you know, it can't, it's not a, a cakewalk by any means. But, um, you know, we were able to, to it, you know, it hit us and hit us hard, but we were at least had some preparation, some pre-planning. So in those, um, you know, in those moments as a collective, how are you making decisions or problem solving or how, how does that play out? Are you guys meeting every month or? Oh, God, we're meeting all the time now. It's like, <laughs> hmm. 
and and they're difficult. You know, when the whole group were, were almost seventy of us, so yeah. when the whole group meets, this is complicated. We have two outside facilitators that help facilitate our meetings. Um, we um, have a committee system that we broke it up into different groups that are looking at different um, areas of the business, and we have a steering committee that meets every other day to see uh, what needs to. Move forward, we're working in very, very restricted pods so that everybody who's working right now are only we're only working two days a week, and right. um, we're we're just uh, trying to keep it very contained. Mm-hmm. And um, because we don't, you know, people get, you know, people are worried about their health, we're worried about our customer health, and, and all of that. So um, it's been a interesting challenge. So how do you guys uh, like vote on things? Is it like kind of like uh, raise your hand or is it like put a paper in a box or Google Drive? Well, Zoom, Zoom has made like voting a whole easier thing, but we work on a consensus model too. So it's not like just 51% of the people say, let's do this. It right. has to be an agreement in, ter- in, in, in every sense of what that mer- word means. And um, consensus so model, okay. every voice is listen to and uh hopefully we come to some uh understanding you don't have to always like it but if you understand the reason and you're on board that's that's great you know um if i could just bring us you said you have outside facilitators yes we have outside facilitators and when did that start is this something that you uh as a collective you thought would be better during some tense moments or we used to self-facilitate and um, we have facilitation training, but there it's problematic for us. Right. It was problematic because, um, first of all, that facilitator is a very powerful position. Yeah. So you, you and you have to remain neutral, and you can't really vote. And so right. it felt like the people that were really good facilitators often ended up, you know, offering to we would do it in six month cycles. They would offer to do the facilitation, but then for six months. They're really not participating in the vote or voicing their opinion in any kind of um, mm, so you like real lose the way. Resources I mean, of you a really step... good person or that yeah, points so... and ideas or that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, we did have this thing where you could step outside your role as as a facilitator and you could add to the conversation, but it was never very satisfying. And then um, mm. we had a, a, a problem at one point and. Um, I think that it would have um, it was just too big of a issue to be on one person's shoulders to facilitate that issue in an objective way. Was and there a specific with problem? Only only the skills that we have, you know. So we decided after that it was time to, you know, really get um, a facilitator. And you know what? It's been great. That's, That's awesome. It's so great. Could you because talk about the um, the problem that kind of spurred that? Absolutely. You know, I, it's a long time ago, and I, you know, it was a. I, I don't really want to talk about sure. it, but it um, and it worked out just fine. But I think the person who was facilitating at the time was feeling this was, you know, was too much responsibility. Mm, okay. Yeah. To, you know, they to to wield that kind of. Thing. And yeah. like I said, I, I was a, I used to love to do the facilitation, and I was proud that we could do it ourselves. But it is way better to have somebody outside, and then you can participate in eating in a much more meaningful way. You're much more focused on like what your really discussion is. Good point. 
So how do you make sure you're including everybody? It seems like it would be a lot for like all the decisions to have everyone make them. Is there a point where like um, people can make or small groups make their own decisions or does, is there any like sort of gray area for that? Uh, uh, we, we are we have moved to a, a committee system where we, uh, we don't all um, we don't all do we're, we're not a part of every single decision making because there are too many people now. Yeah. It used to be we did all sit together and like, wow. decide a lot of the things. But like our, you know, our buyers, our independent uh, decision makers, we mm-hmm. have um, I think we have 13 committees when we're not in COVID. Now we have 113, I think. Um, it feels oh. like it. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, we have a committee that uh, deals with um, like evaluations. There's a committee that deals with hiring, and there's a committee that deals with um, HR issues. Uh, you know, whether oh. you know HR both are HR questions and the soft ones, like the ones that have to do with conflict and the, the ones that have to do with your insurance carrier. So those are two different kinds of HR issues. And do people and, get voted? You know, we have a big picture committee. We have a bookkeeping mm. task force group. You know, it goes on and on. Yeah. And each group within a certain um, realm has a certain amount of independent agency. And then there is um, not complete release of decision-making. The group has not been happy to do that yet. But I think it's creeping along, and I think um, it's it's wonderful to be able to to have a voice. But yeah. it starts to become really difficult when there's so many. In the, in know, the documentary, um, pardon me. In in the documentary, you know, there's rotation mm-hmm. of tasks. Is there also rotation between committees, or is it more yes. like okay, wow? Yes, I mean, it, it, you know, we're supposed to be rotating more than we do because just. As it, it just as you get to know what you're doing, to be rotated off becomes that can be problematic for yeah. both the smooth yes. running. And plus, you might find, you know, like it's something that really fits you well that seems good. But the idea is uh, you are supposed to rotate. The cheese buyers rotate every few years. We used to have a three year rotation process. Oh, wow. And we're in the process of, um, you know, working on uh, succession planning. And so we really are trying to rotate people into all kinds of jobs because we do so many of our own work, meaning we do our own payroll and we, you know, um, for the longest time we did our own like cafe HR, you know, FSA plans. And um, we just do a ton of stuff ourselves. And so that, that knowledge has to be, we do our own financial reports and um, we just have to figure out how to um, move those things to the next generation and so we're working very hard at that and 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 that's changing the way the committees are stacked gotcha and so do uh how do uh do people decide what committee they want to go to or is it kind of like a scheduled kind of thing 90 percent of the committees are self-determined and then there are a few that are more um that you know like they that deal with personnel for instance those committees are more elected because people have to feel comfortable if there's a conflict to go oh, to a certain okay. group. So, so it's hybrid have... style. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. So it works mostly. Mostly. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so uh, last question. I, I'm, I, you should, um, it's a, it's been about 20 minutes, so um, <laughs> you should probably have uh, lots of 
work to do and all these other things. I was just wondering, um, how would someone uh, be able to invest in the business and how does investing work in terms of shares and <laughs> if everyone has so shares? We don't have shares and oh, okay. the cheese board is a corporation. So uh-huh. it's almost like it is the employer, the, you know, not just like imaginary entity in a way, right? The cheese board. Um, and we work for the cheese board and we come in and there's a little bit of a, I would say just kind of a, uh, like, you know, you just put a little bit of skin in the game and it goes into a virtual account and you get that money back when you leave, but you don't get shares back when you leave. And I think Mm -hmm. if you guys are really thinking about becoming a cooperative, it, it, you'd have to figure out, um, at least from where I sit, and I answer a lot of questions about cooperatives, a lot of questions about people who are interested in, in them, is that the founding members put a lot of work into them, right. and they put the money in and the sweat, and the, and then they come to a place where they need to expand, and they have members. And um, that expansion is where there's problems, because... Um, you know, the founding members feel like they want compensation for their work if you're going to join them. We at the Chief Board have had, like, had the most generous founders in the world, and they never felt that they would differentiate themselves from the group. So they did sell the Chief Board originally to their members for a very small price, just kind of that that kind of, um, and then joined the ranks just like everyone else and worked forever. And um, it's that sort of generosity and equality that has uh, helped avoid that, like um, the founder's dilemma. That's amazing. That is my cautionary word. Thanks for you. actually sharing yeah. that. That's very that's yeah. profound, actually. So, um, sorry, but uh, so for in terms of shares, when the original um, owners sold the company to the workers wouldn't that be in terms of like shares or something uh, i don't actually know how they did it you know they were hippies <laughs> so are we yeah, gotcha. I mean, like okay. so they kind of just like yeah you have you have they this and i have this so, it's all good. I, don't know. I think it was uh <laughs> you know, equal percentage probably just mm. um they just you know they just said okay i'm i you know i don't think it was a they, it wasn't later on it was formalized in, in a more, you know, really the legal world of having to formalize things. Right. But I don't exactly know how they made those early, that early agreement. I should ask. Our founder is still, you know, one of them is still alive. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I think that they just did it. You know, that there was a lot of just doing it. Wow. Okay. Back in the day. Okay. I love it. That's incredible. <laughs> I don't know so. if we have time for one last question, but we just wanted to know how you got started. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Yes. That was just that was actually our first going to be our first question. <laughs> I forgot though. <laughs> the question is how I got started. Yeah. How yeah. did you get involved with the the collective? Oh, uh, you know, I, I moved to Berkeley with my husband, oh. and uh, I was working in restaurants um, in Philadelphia, and he got a job at Berkeley. Nice. And um, I thought, you know. Uh, for the longest time, I might start my own business and uh, have a restaurant. When you come to Berkeley, that's like a restaurant in every corner. I know. And mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like they needed where I, where I came from. They needed restaurants. Where I was came to, we didn't need that anymore. And I started to work for other people in restaurants. And um, it came to a point where I just didn't like it anymore. That you're pretty far up, but you're never in the um, making the really honestly the real 
decision-making. Right. And I felt like I was a transplant. And whenever I came to the chief board, I felt like there was community here. And um, I, for me, I, I just wanted to feel in and of the community. Yeah. And I wanted a job that was more, not a job, but sort of a, a vocation in a way. And so it became this, uh, this idea that, you know, not only do I have a community of customers that many have become really dear friends over all these years, but I have a community of coworkers that are like the extended family, you know, that I'm away from and I have them here. And it's, it, it means everything. And with the idea of that family notion, it, one shouldn't idealize it too much because families are complicated and right. you know you, you want to keep the peace and you want it to move smooth you know all of the things that our families that's what it is like to be at the chief board and um but it is a caring and loving community and um one where we look out for each other and it just seemed like it was where i could hang my hat yeah, that's, so oh. i've been here for 25 years Wow. Honestly, I think that's such a great note to leave us with because that's what we're, the community part is really everything to us is, you know, we're trying to really figure out how to. Yeah. I really think that's the key to uh, a lot like Western civilization, all this stuff, right. Or the way our society Mm -hmm. is right now. I think Mm -hmm. that's a key factor in what it's lacking. We lack that element of community. And so, you know, we get, everyone's getting depressed and a lot of people doing opioids and stuff. And, I think addiction, addiction, all these things, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, um, it it uh, mm-hmm. a big part of that is from lack of community, right? Right. And so, right. I always felt like you wouldn't run the stop sign if you saw the person on the corner and you knew them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Our world <laughs> so, can be smaller yeah, than it is now, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, I do would I would encourage you to talk to other. There are a lot of art, artists collectives and cooperatives some that are formal and some that just call themselves collectives yeah um, but there's a lot of information out there i mean we don't really we're retail and uh you know i don't i don't know what you you think you you might be doing but that's we're if i sure were either. you that's kind of <laughs> yeah you you know you might want to look at something like that you know cool, because yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah no there's that um yeah, no, thank you so much for, uh, okay. th- yeah, that's great you're advice. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> Good Kathy, luck. so much. Yeah. Let, let's know what, let me know what you're doing when you get further down the line. Yeah. All right, Kathy. And yeah, we're, we're, uh, when, we're Berkeley, when we're in Berkeley, when we're in Berkeley, we'll say hi. Yes. <laughs> Come in and say hi. All right. Definitely. Bye-bye. Bye, Take care, Kathy. Kathy. Thank you.